0: I'm Amy Blackthorne and this is Blackthorne Grove. Hi, I'm Amy Blackthorne and this is the Blackthorn Grove, a podcast where witchcraft meets with good friends over tea to talk about the nature of magic and community. Today I want to talk about using meditation techniques popular in witchcraft for soothing anxieties that we might be having at this time. I'm Amy Blackthorn, I've been teaching since 1999, and I currently have two books published and a third, Blackthorn's Botanical Brews, coming out October 1st, 2020. My tea of the day is called Mercury, it's a blend of Earl Grey green tea with a hint of mint and lavender designed to establish a basis for communication and allow us to explore our thoughts and feelings and be able to express them to one another. Remember Blackthorn's Botanical Brews is out October 1st. This is originally airing in April of 2020 and if you're hearing this I hope that you're well that your family friends and loved ones are well just as well so today I'm gonna be talking about a number of different techniques culminating with a hands-on practice if you will I want you to be able to use these in your home and in your in your everyday magical workings before We engage in magical practice. It's important, whether it be ritual, astral travel, we have to prepare yourself for that activity. And one of the most conscious ways of doing that is through breath work and meditation, focusing on your outer self to allow us to journey within. You can't separate yourself from the mundane world. There should be a different feel to yourself if you're doing spiritual work. That that journey is a very singular thing. And when journeying takes us inward, if we're experiencing excess anxieties, if there's depression involved, it can sort of change the way that we're interacting. With our self, can make it a little bit more difficult to have that connection simply because we get fidgety, we get antsy. Um, in yoga, they call it monkey mind. where you just sort of can't sit still, can't connect with your inner self. There's just it's like you're wearing a wool sweater that's two sizes, too small. It just gets a little itchy but it's when we're aligned spiritually that we can be more effective practitioners now aligned does not mean that you do not experience things like anxiety or mental health challenges anyone who tells you that you can't practice magic, can't experience life in a magical way when dealing with mental health challenges is ableist and they don't know what they're talking about it's just becoming regulated enough to concentrate on the inner as well as the outer if your mind and soul aren't in a magical place or magical space it makes it harder to feel like your magic is 100% effective so just find yourself in a regulated space for that small period of time and that can really extend outward from yourself through your magical practice. You might hear this happy little snore noises in the background. I made myself comfortable in the podcast studio. There's a little snuggle spot and it was so snuggly that I was joined by a seventy-pound Pibble puppy who's now snoring happily in my lap. So you'll hear little snore noises I am adding. Let that help lull you into a soft, gentle space. The things that I'm gonna talk about today, I wanna give you a sort of a foundation that you can experience and experiment with. I want you to explore as much as you're comfortable it's your responsibility as a practitioner to sort of research and experiment the ways that I discuss, to learn from others, and find what works for you. Your style, your ideas, your ways. The things that work for me might not work for you. The things that work for your best friend or your high priestess or your dearest friends may not work for you so I want to talk about breathing the purpose of your breath is not just to keep you alive and moving about in this plane breath gives you a connection to the physical when we experience anxieties there's very commonly a disassociation that happens it's very easy to lose track of our self, our bodies and our minds so it connects us back to who we are in that moment it's a really important part of spiritual work the breath because of that connection We have to breathe in order to survive, but controlled breath is vital to a good magical practice and good physical work. It tells your body that you are ready for magic. It gets you in the correct mindset and developing that practice. Those practices extend well beyond you're magical once you've incorporated them and integrated them fully when you establish a ritual practice of breath and it integrates the minute you have the association that you create in your mind you automatically connect yourself without even thinking about it in probably 2006 a family member had passed away it was not someone I had an emotional connection to or had even ever met but when it came time for the funeral I was nervous to encounter family members who weren't okay with my magical practice So I was nervous I wasn't in control of my breath I wasn't aware of my body, I was just anxious, until the procession of the priests and the altar boys comes through, they were carrying a censer of frankincense and myrrh, and the moment my senses encountered that fragrance, I took a deep breath in through my nose, and let it out through my mouth and I was ready for the proceedings I was no longer anxious I was aware in my body I was aware in the moment and my anxiety was gone why was that? because I had developed a ritual practice over years and years my first high priestess who lovingly referred to herself as a recovering catholic at the beginning of every ritual, she would burn frankincense and myrrh. And she would lead us in a practice of grounding and centering ourselves in the moment, in that space. And I did it for so many years that in encountering that scent outside of any ritual practice, outside of any of those external stimuli, I was ready to ground and center without even thinking about it just because I encountered that stimulus. So I want you to, when you're ready, sit or lay down calmly and use your diaphragm to really inflate those lungs not your chest If I want to see your belly stick out with each breath push it out get the nice deep belly breath that can remind you where you're supposed to be if you're only seeing your chest rise you're using about the top 10% of your lung capacity but in developing a nice deep breathing cycle really pushing that belly out when you inhale it focuses you right in that moment and the present is where happiness lives fear and anxiety are traveling to the future things like regret are living in the past but if you can try and find yourself in that moment that's where that joy can be found so breathe in through your nose up until your lungs fill all the way up and hold it for three count one two three and exhale slowly through your mouth until your lungs are empty And then hold it for one, two, three, and repeat. Just keep a nice, soft, even breathing. We call this square breathing. You have the same inhale, hold, exhale, and hold. So you inhale, one, two, three, hold. Two, three, exhale, two, three, hold, two, three. It's a great practice for reminding yourself where you are, both in your space, orienting yourself to a room, and abating feelings of anxiety. I don't talk about it much but I experience post-traumatic stress and square breathing has been very very helpful for me to back myself out of a panic attack this is all personal experience this isn't awards and certificates and degrees. This is just my own experience talking So do it at a pace that's comfortable with your well-being and as long as you're comfortable doing it If you're having trouble sleeping at night, if you're experiencing nightmares or particularly vivid dreams that are uncomfortable, perhaps try this breathing pattern before you go to bed while you're laying there trying to drift off to sleep just breathe two, three hold two, three exhale two, three hold two, three and the best part is you can't do it wrong if you decide to stop, that's fine if you fall asleep that's fine if it just calms you down that's also fine you're just regulating your breathing the next step is centering it's important because it helps practitioner focus on their own personal energy it's not just something that is chatted about in books on witchcraft it's a practice that connects you to the earth in a real way without excess baggage or fear it just provides you some control on where your energy is focused at that point it's the first thing we teach magical practitioners for mastery no matter what discipline it is that centering that control is what brings us to the point of understanding you need to have as much control over your energy as you can whatever that means for you When we prepare for our spiritual wall work by establishing breath and connecting ourselves to something outside ourselves, that is what gives us the potential for reaching the magic within ourselves. Remember all the tools in the world, and I love my tools, all the stones, all the candles, Each of these things is merely an extension of the magic that lives within you so start with the three deep breaths one two three exhale two three breathe two three exhale two three this is circular breathing we're not stopping to hold we're just establishing a little bit longer inhale and a little bit longer exhale in a nice gentle circle to help still your mind and remove thoughts of anything outside of right here in this moment. There are no grocery lists, no to-dos, just you in your own body. It's a lot more difficult than it sounds those things can pop up like weeds after a rain, but keep trying at it. One of the things I do during my practice is I visualize sitting all along the banks of the river where I grew up and just listen to the babbling of the river and the things that pop up. The groceries at the bill, or the fight I have with a friend, natural for those to come up in your thoughts it's absolutely natural for any of those things to worry us but this is the place where none of that matters just allow them to pass down the river you've acknowledged it I see you and you're allowing it to pass by on the river to the next place it's going By acknowledging it it doesn't have the energy to come back later if we pretend that we didn't see it it can make it a lot more difficult to move on to the next part by acknowledging it you've got it filed away for later but it doesn't take all your focus that way you're not forcing your concentration on something else Some people choose a white room. The place where you visualize is completely up to you. Find something that speaks to you. If it's a hilltop and your occasional thought is a bird flying by, they just don't land. want you to picture all the disparate pieces of energy throughout your body. Frazzled nerves down at the end of your fingertip or fears and anxieties down at your big toe. All those separate energies and just coalesce them in the very center of your being. Your mind is quiet, just bring all those pieces into the center of yourself. Your fingers, your toes, all your extremities into the very center, whether that be your solar plexus or your heart, just in the center of your body. That is your personal energy, your life force. It's not part of anything else. Just imagine it coming together into a ball in the very center of your being it can be different for you and that's okay the important thing is that it feels natural to you from there you can do all sorts of things you can ground especially if you're feeling jittery or unsettled whether you've had too much coffee whether you've spent too much time looking at the news grounding is a technique that's useful you, whether you're zapped emotionally, energetically you can bring up more energy from the earth if you have an overabundance you can send some down to the earth in our grounding practice but it allows you to connect with the earth It keeps a nice steady flow between the earth and us, the gods and us, spirit and us, or nature and us. It's not reliant on a particular spiritual path. It's just connecting to something outside yourself. You can take in energy when you need it. You can give back excess energy that you no longer need. The first technique is envisioning a ball of light. I work with this idea when I do personal transformation exercises with students, when I do past life regressions with clients. This golden ball of light is relaxing and centering each and every part of that connection between you and the earth you can feel that flow of energy and everywhere the golden ball of light touches you're safe and you are well the second technique is one that's very very popular I'm sure you've seen it in books before and if you haven't consider adding it to your repertoire take those three slow deep breaths center all that energy in the center of your being somewhere along your spine and see yourself transforming into a beautiful tree i like to use the visual of Daphne transforming into a bay tree just arms stretching up overhead Becoming bark covered while your fingers are very thin branches, extending leaves towards the sun. Your trunk is strong and formed, and your toes wiggle down into the earth. Down, 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 drawing up any nutrients any energy anything else you need from the earth you can do this sitting in your living room or at 30,000 feet in an airplane you don't have to be physically connected to the ground to do this I always have beginner students ask do I have to go outside my bare feet to do this? no you can do it sitting in your sofa do it sitting on the airplane. It's just establishing that connection. Feel the earth connection with your roots. Br- breathe in energy from the ground. Exhale into the sunlight. Anything you don't need, push it down back into the earth. The xylem and flow of the bark brings what you need and deposits what you don't know that you receive anything that's desired through the roots of your tree and take a deep breath Meditation gets talked about a lot in our various circles. It's a technique for putting you into, we'll call it a spiritual state of mind. It's the way that we get a universal sense of calm and awareness and inspired intuition. But it gives us permission to explore the nature of who we are it takes us out of the mundane and into the spiritual realm it comes from the Latin to heal it's a jumping off point for other practices like astral travel communing with spirits etheric entities but also magic and ritual it's not easy to master it's worth the lifetime of study that can entail it requires practice but that's okay you have time the dojo where I trained as a black belt was a saying I'm sure from a zen koan and some other fantastic old master who said, should meditate for half an hour every day. But if you're really busy, an hour. <laughs> if you're too busy to meditate for half an hour, you definitely need to meditate for at least an hour. It sounds like a lot. No one expects you to start off with an hour of meditation. Itching, you shift around, just tell yourself, you have five minutes. Even if it's locking yourself in a bathroom door, telling your kids, you know, you're taking care of your daily ablutions, give yourself permission. Gradually increase the time from there. Try and do it at the same time every day, you know, getting into the pattern of it, into the habit of it. Gets your mind into that special spiritual place. It takes twenty-one days to storm to establish healthy habits. You can make it twenty-one days, you can make it the rest of your life. Think of it as a spiritual workout. Now, there's a difference between meditation and astral travel. Astral travel is directed towards a place where you are projecting your spirit into a place to do something specific, a specific kind of work. That place can be spiritual or it can be physical. you want to visit Stonehenge? Go visit Stonehenge. Astral travel is a lot more intense than a guided meditation. And so it's a little bit more difficult to master but it's worth it. You can see yourself outside your body. You should always be tethered to your physical form when traveling astrally, because you're separating a majority of your soul from your physical body, leaving only enough to keep you conscious and alive. Just going on walkabout. If you can't leave your home, you're under quarantine, you're under uh, self-imposed restrictions, Uh, a state or county country locked down can go and visit a guided meditation is much more gentle your mind travels your spirit experiences it but the location is in our own world not necessarily outside ourselves you don't separate the body and the soul astral travel is the next step after you master meditation sometimes it can happen accidentally you may have dreams of leaving your body and going visiting far far off places and that's okay a, a dear friend of mine once described it it's like pornography, it's hard to describe but you know it when you see it <laughs> so how do we do it? ground and center yourself bring that energy to the center of your being send any excess into the earth bring up anything that you need establish that breath quiet your mind you may need meditational music you might need drumming sounds or nature those things are perfectly natural especially if you're in a new place in a new practice that's outside your normal experience. Nothing wrong with it. Find a nice, calm drumming CD, track on your phone. Just give yourself the thought and the option. And allow your spiritual self to take you on a journey. It can be a story or a movie can be action or sound. It can be done alone, or you can allow someone else to take you on a guided meditation. There are audio versions of this, absolutely. The next version, the next thing I want to discuss is visualization. In our magical practice, visualization cannot be overstated. In Cunningham's Wicca Guide for Solitary Practitioner, he instructs students to visualize an apple. Turn that uh, apple over in your hand. See any spots, flaws, patterns in the skin's modeling? Does it have a stem? Does it not have a stem? Look at the place where the flower petals used to be in the we'll call it the apple's belly button smell the apple practicing those visualization pieces can really stretch your experience and your practice and when you feel like you've got that apple down try and take a bite out of it visualization is a way of picturing something so intensely that mirrors it on this plane and the, the mundane plane the, the physical plane remember there's no real mundane experience there's only one we're taking our magical practice and instituting it where you are right here and right now you just have to give yourself permission visualization follows the theory of as above so below it's one of the cornerstones of all magic so visualization reinforces your magic because it connects you with your etheric body and your current physical form it's more than just picturing something it's not daydreaming you have to know what something is not pretend to know but really feel it in your soul So for example, if you were looking at a job, you see yourself doing the work, going and walking the halls, meeting new people. If it were love, you see yourself experiencing a healthier relationship, you experience it in the now. It's not a wish, you've already attained it because as we know, time does not exist. Time is a construct. you can't see it you can't direct energy towards it so how do we do visualization we start with our breath and we center ourselves and we ground ourselves meditate to create the environment that you want to visualize you want to visualize yourself getting a new job Create the environment of the job that you want to have. Feel what it's like to work at a new place, meet new people, be appreciated for what you have, what you bring to the table. Going through the motions means you know that there's no other outcome than what you're picturing. Really give yourself over to the feeling. Of attaining your goal right now, there's a good book called Creative Visualizations by Shakti Gawain. If you can get your hands on it, it might be available on Amazon. I haven't looked in quite a while. Check out your local independent book dealers; sure they can find you if it's out of print. If you're visually talented, feel free to draw or paint what you are looking to attain. It reinforces those feelings those thoughts and those projections that you're looking for the more you go back to that place and re experience re-visualize, the more you're reinforcing the energy signature think about a strand of thread I visited my new job one time but every time you revisit that new destination you're adding a new thread and pretty soon it's not just thread but it's a very strong rope leading you to the new place to that new job to that new energy signature wherever it lies the next practice is shielding it's a very important part of our practitioners toolbox because not everything in the world is beneficial for us not everything in the universe is designed to benefit us so there are times when you feel you need to protect yourself from the world around you if you're in circle you may not be familiar with the situation the situation if you're going to a public ritual when we're going back out into the world you may not know everyone else there if you feel uncomfortable as a private guest, don't go. If you have any questions, any reservations about going, trust yourself. We develop things like our intuition through a lifetime of experience with people, places, and things. It may be something that we work more consciously at in a path of magic, but you know best what you're experiencing. If you feel your shoulders tense up or your tongue sticking to the roof of your mouth if you feel the pit of your stomach clench these are all signs that something isn't right and it doesn't have to be something that you have to explain to anyone else you just know that something's not quite right and if you feel that way feel free to make up a fib or get out of it as best you can you and your safety are what's important and people who love you will understand that people who are looking to pull one over on you will feel grumpy and put out by being told no or having those boundaries reinforced but if you feel uncomfortable give yourself a pat on the back I will write you a note if you need me to don't go if you're working with unfamiliar entities if you want to meet elementals or if you are looking to experience other energy signatures shielding is very possible it's very shielding is very protective and you are the one who controls the boundaries here In your shielding. Shielding is also really important if you're around people that consistently drain your energy. You just feel exhausted when you have to deal with them. Shielding can put that boundary in place in a way that you might not feel comfortable doing that physically. Uh, It's also a great practice to have around people who think You might not have your best interest at heart, maybe wish you some psychic harm. Physical harm is a completely other story. Call the police, call friends, get out as best you can. I support you, and I know things aren't as easy as they sound on TV. Sometimes people do this stuff intentionally and sometimes they have no idea they're doing it. But by shielding and empowering those shields for yourself, you can protect yourself from their ignorance. The most popular is the bubble method, but there are so many other varieties. Nothing comes in or out without your permission. Just breathe in, out through your nose, center yourself ground and visualize a clear bubble around you nothing goes in or out without your permission it's solid but it's still permeable it still allows you to see the world around you it's not a net because we don't want things coming in it just is made of your own personal energy. And it moves with you and about. It's not anchored to any one spot. You can change. That shielding at any time. If you're feeling particularly vulnerable. Your clear bubble. Can become a brick wall. In a moment's notice. All it takes. Is practice. Practice. The lovely, inimitable Byron Ballard uses a technique made up of gemstones. You should absolutely check out her work at any possible chance you get. Thank you so much for connecting with me today. And I empower you to give it a shot, to give yourself that permission to connect outside yourself, to prepare yourself in ways that you may not have thought about before. Again, my name is Amy Blackthorn. You can find me at amyblackthorn.com or my tea shop at blackthornhoodublends.com. Since I've had some extra time on my hands during this pandemic, I've started offering live classes, and if you've missed out on an interesting observation, and you can check out those classes online at BlackthornHoodooBlends.com. I just recently put out a line of planetary T's with astrological associations. So if you want to invoke the energy of a particular planet, you see the number of planets that are going into retrograde soon, absolutely grab one of those teas and connect with that energy, and help move it in the right direction. Again, that's Blackthorn. HoodooBlends.com. remember we're all trees in the same forest nurture each other